Part One, Section Three, of the Freedom of the Will by Jonathan Edwards. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Concerning the meaning of the terms necessity, impossibility, inability, etc., and of contingence, the words necessary, impossible, etc are abundantly used in controversies about free will and moral agency and therefore the sense in which they are used should be clearly understood here i might say that a thing is then said to be necessary when it must be and cannot be otherwise but this would not properly be a definition of necessity any more than if i explained the word must by the phrase there being a necessity the words must can and cannot need explication as much as the words necessary and impossible excepting that the former are words that in earliest life we more commonly use the word necessary as used in common speech is a relative term and relates to some supposed opposition made to the existence of a thing which opposition is overcome or proves insufficient to hinder or alter it that is necessary in the original and proper sense of the word which is or will be notwithstanding all supposable opposition to say that a thing is necessary is the same thing as to say that it is impossible it should not be but the word impossible is manifestly a relative term and has reference to supposed power exerted to bring a thing to pass which is insufficient for the effect as the word unable is relative and has relation to ability or endeavour which is insufficient also the word irresistible is relative and has always reference to resistance which is made or may be made to some force or power tending to an effect and is insufficient to withstand the power or hinder the effect the common notion of necessity and impossibility implies something that frustrates endeavour or desire here several things are to be noted one things are said to be necessary in general which or or will be notwithstanding any supposable opposition from whatever quarter but things are said to be necessary to us which are or will be notwithstanding all opposition supposable in the case from us the same may be observed of the word impossible and other such like terms to these terms necessary impossible irresistible etc more especially belong to controversies about liberty and moral agency as used in the latter of the two senses now mentioned these as necessary or impossible to us and with relation to any supposable opposition or endeavour of ours three as the word necessity in its vulgar and common use is relative and has always reference to some supposable insufficient opposition 
so when we speak of anything as necessary to us it is with relation to some supposable opposition of our wills or some voluntary exertion or effort of ours to the contrary for we do not properly make opposition to an event any otherwise than as we voluntarily oppose it things are said to be what must be or necessarily are when they are or will be though we desire or endeavour the contrary or try to prevent or remove their existence but such opposition of ours always either consists in or implies opposition of our wills it is manifest that such like words and phrases as vulgarly used are understood in this manner a thing is said to be necessary when we cannot help it let us do what we will so anything is said to be impossible to us when we would do it or would have it brought to pass and endeavour it or at least may be supposed to desire and seek it but all our desires and endeavours are or would be vain and that is said to be irresistible which overcomes all our opposition resistance and endeavour to the contrary and we are said to be unable to do a thing when our supposable desires and endeavours are insufficient we are accustomed in the common use of language thus to apply and understand these phrases we grow up with such a habit which by the daily use of these terms from our childhood becomes fixed and settled so that the idea of a relation to a supposed will desire and endeavour of ours is strongly connected with these terms whenever we hear the words used such ideas and these words are so associated that they unavoidably go together one suggests the other and never can be easily separated as long as we live and though we use the words as terms of art in another sense yet unless we are exceedingly circumspect we shall insensibly slide into the vulgar use of them and so apply the words in a very inconsistent manner which will deceive and confound us in our reasonings and discourses even when we pretend to use them as terms of art for it follows from what has been observed that when these terms necessary impossible irresistible unable etc are used in cases wherein no insufficient will is supposed or can be supposed but the very nature of the supposed case itself excludes any opposition will or endeavour they are then not used in their proper signification the reason is manifest in such cases we cannot use the words with reference to a supposable opposition will or endeavour and therefore if any man uses these terms in such cases he either uses them nonsensically or in some new sense diverse from their original and proper meaning as for instance if any one should affirm after this manner that it is necessary for a man or what must be that he should choose virtue rather than vice during the time that he prefers virtue to vice and that it is a thing impossible and irresistible that it should be otherwise than that he should have this choice so long as this choice continues such a one would use the terms must irresistible etc with either perfect insignificance 
or in some new sense diverse from their common use which is with reference as has been observed to supposable opposition unwillingness and resistance whereas here the very supposition excludes and denies any such thing for the case supposed is that of being willing and choosing five it appears from what has been said that these terms necessary impossible etc are often used by philosophers and metaphysicians in a sense quite diverse from their common and original signification for they apply them to many cases in which no opposition is supposable thus they use them with respect to god's existence before the creation of the world when there was no other being with regard to many of the dispositions and acts of the divine being such as his loving himself his loving righteousness hating sin etc so they apply them to many cases of the inclinations and actions of created intelligent beings wherein all opposition of the will is excluded in the very supposition of the case metaphysical or philosophical necessity is nothing different from their certainty i speak not now of the certainty of knowledge but the certainty that is in things themselves which is the foundation of the certainty of the knowledge or that wherein lies the ground of the infallibility of the proposition which affirms them what is sometimes given as the definition of philosophical necessity namely that by which a thing cannot but be or whereby it cannot be otherwise fails of being a proper explanation of it on two accounts first the words can or cannot need explanation as much as the word necessity and the former may as well be explained by the latter as the latter by the former thus if any one asked us what we mean when we say a thing cannot but be we might explain ourselves by saying it must necessarily be so as well as explain necessity by saying it is that by which a thing cannot but be and secondly this definition is liable to the forementioned great inconvenience the words cannot or unable are properly relative and have relation to power exerted or that may be exerted in order to the thing spoken of to which as i have now observed the word necessity as used by philosophers has no reference philosophical necessity is really nothing else than the full and fixed connection between the things signified by the subject and predicate of a proposition which affirms something to be true when there is such a connection then the thing affirmed in the proposition is necessary in a philosophical sense whether any opposition or contrary effort be supposed or no when the subject and predicate of the proposition which affirms the existence of anything either substance quality act or circumstance have a full and certain connection then the existence or being of that thing is said to be necessary in a metaphysical sense and in this sense i use the word necessity in the following discourse when i endeavour to prove that necessity is not inconsistent with liberty the subject and predicate of a proposition which affirms existence of something may have a full fixed and certain connection several ways one 
they may have a full and perfect connection in and of themselves because it may imply a contradiction or gross absurdity to suppose them not connected thus many things are necessary in their own nature so the eternal existence of being generally considered is necessary in itself because it would be in itself the greatest absurdity to deny the existence of being in general or to say there was absolute and universal nothing and is as it were the sum of all contradictions as might be shown if this were a proper place for it so god's infinity and other attributes are necessary so it is necessary in its own nature that two and two should be four and it is necessary that all right lines drawn from the centre of a circle to the circumference should be equal it is necessary fit and suitable that men should do to others as they would that they should do to them so innumerable metaphysical and mathematical truths are necessary in themselves the subject and predicate of the proposition which affirms them are perfectly connected of themselves to the connection of the subject and predicate of a proposition which affirms the existence of something may be fixed and made certain because the existence of that thing is already come to pass and either now is or has been and so has as it were made sure of existence and therefore the proposition which affirms present and past existence of it may by this means be made certain and necessarily and unalterably true the past event has fixed and decided the matter as to its existence and has made it impossible but that existence should be truly predicated of it thus the existence of whatever is already come to pass has now become necessary it has become impossible it should be otherwise than true that such a thing has been three the subject and predicate of a proposition which affirms something to be may have a real and certain connection consequentially and so the existence of the thing may be consequentially necessary as it may be surely and firmly connected with something else that is necessary in one of the former respects as it is either fully and thoroughly connected with that which is absolutely necessary in its own nature or with something which has already received and made sure of existence this necessity lies in or may be explained by the connection of two or more propositions one with another things which are perfectly connected with other things that are necessary are necessary themselves by a necessity of consequence and here it may be observed that all things which are future or which will hereafter begin to be which can be said to be necessary are necessary only in this last way their existence is not necessary in itself for if so they always would have existed nor has their existence become necessary by being already come to pass therefore the only way that anything that is to come to pass hereafter is or can be necessary is by a connection with something that is necessary in its own nature or something that already is or has been so that the one being supposed the other certainly follows and this also is the only way that all things past excepting those which were from eternity could be necessary before they come to pass and therefore the only way in which any effect or event or anything whatsoever that ever has had or will have a beginning 
has come into being necessarily or will hereafter necessarily exist and therefore this is the necessity which especially belongs to controversies about the acts of the will it may be of some use in these controversies further to observe concerning metaphysical necessity that agreeable to the distinction before observed of necessity as vulgarly understood things that exist may be said to be necessary either with a general or particular necessity the existence of a thing may be said to be necessary with a general necessity when all things considered there is a foundation for the certainty of their existence or when in the most general and universal view of things the subject and predicate of the proposition which affirms its existence would appear with an infallible connection an event or the existence of a thing may be said to be necessary with a particular necessity when nothing that can be taken into consideration in or about a person thing or time alters the case at all as to the certainty of an event or the existence of a thing or can be of any account at all in determining the infallibility of the connection of the subject and predicate in the proposition which affirms the existence of the thing so that it is all one as to that person or thing at least at that time as if the existence were necessary with the necessity that is most universal and absolute thus there are many things that happen to particular persons in the existence of which no will of theirs has any concern at least at that time which whether they are necessary or not with regard to things in general yet are necessary to them and with regard to any volition of theirs at that time as they prevent all acts of the will about the affair i shall have occasion to apply this observation to particular instances in the following discourse whether the same things that are necessary with a particular necessity be not also necessary with a general necessity may be a matter of future consideration let that be as it will it alters not the case as to the use of this distinction of the kinds of necessity these things may be sufficient for the explaining of the terms necessary and necessity as terms of art and as often used by metaphysicians and controversial writers in divinity in a sense diverse from and more extensive than their original meaning in common language which was before explained what has been said to show the meaning of the terms necessary and necessity may be sufficient for the explaining of the opposite terms impossible and impossibility for there is no difference but only the latter are negative and the former positive impossibility is the same as negative necessity or a necessity that a thing should not be and it is used as a term of art in a like diversity from the original and vulgar meaning with necessity the same may be observed concerning the words unable and inability it has been observed that these terms in their original and common use have relation to will and endeavour as supposable in the case and as insufficient for the bringing to pass the thing willed and endeavoured but as these terms are often used by philosophers and divines especially writers on controversies about free will they are used in a quite different and far more extensive sense and are applied to many cases wherein no will or endeavour for the bringing of the thing to pass is or can be supposed 
as the words necessary impossible unable etc are used by polemic writers in a sense diverse from their common signification the like has happened to the term contingent anything is said to be contingent or to come to pass by chance or accident in the original meaning of such words when its connection with its causes or antecedents according to the established course of things is not discerned and so is what we have no means of foreseeing and especially is anything said to be contingent or accidental with regard to us when it comes to pass without our foreknowledge and besides our design and scope but the word contingent is abundantly used in a very different sense not for that whose connection with the series of things we cannot discern so as to foresee the event but for something which has absolutely no previous ground or reason with which its existence has any fixed and certain connection end of part one section three